2nd Samuel verse 22 says, David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. So when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went there, down there to him. Verse 2, uh, uh, and everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to him. So he became captain, oh, listen to this, over the distressed, the broke, and the discontented. Oh, right there, I can't skip over that. He became the leader of the distressed, the people who was broke and owed everybody, and the people who are discontented. They all gathered around him, and he became captain over them. And there were about 400 men with him. I'm going to preach part three of our series, Supernatural. Um, and this is a message that I've preached once before, uh, uh, once or so before. And But the Lord impressed on me early this morning that I had to revisit this text and put it in this series. And so um, just bear with me, those of you who have been here long enough to hear this, but I think God has given me fresh revelation. This is what I want to preach about today. It is what it is, but it's not what it looks like. It is what it is, but it's not what it looks like. Father, let your strength be made perfect in my weakness. Use me to your glory. As I asked you in the back, God, I repeated out here in front of these people, God, preach through me till you make yourself happy. And God, we give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. As we discussed um, on last Sunday and even in our life talk, sessions, I, I um, stated to you that two of the most powerful weapons that the enemy uses against the saints of God are organization and unification. Organization and unification are two of the most important tools that he uses to attack us. The reason that these tools are so successful is because for the most part, we are not organized. And then if we are organized, we're not unified. So he uses either one of those situations to infiltrate in our ranks. This corporately as a church body and independently in your homes. God will use disorganization. The enemy will use disorganization to tear your house up. Or he will cause dissension between you and your family members so he can come in and bind the strong man. For the word of God says, in order for the enemy to enter your house, he must first bind up the strong man. I, I mean, those of you that are heads of your household, men, the reason that there's so much going on between you and your wife and so much going on between you and your children is the enemy's apt to bind you up. Uh, uh, women, if you are in, in a home, in a relationship or a home where the man is there, instead of beating him down, build him up. Because the trick of the enemy is if he can get him bound, he can have y'all. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all are not really important to him. Your children are. So he wants to get y'all at odds. He wants to get y'all messed up. He wants to get y'all ready to leave and walk away so he can get to your children, which are your inheritance. He's trying to cut out your future. Organization and unification is what God, what the enemy uses to attack God's people. You see, you got to understand, Satan is not omnipresent. He is not omniscient. He is not all-powerful. He is not all-knowing as God is. So he has to rely on organization to make him appear as powerful as God. So everybody in his camp got to work together so he'll look bigger than he really is. Yeah, yeah, a network. Thank you, Philip. He has a network of demons that are designed to make him look greater than he really is. God standing on the ground is the biggest thing that you've ever seen. But the enemy has to stand on the shoulders of his demons in order to appear to be as tall as God. And part of this demonic assignment against your and my life is for the demons to set up what I call smoke screens. Smoke screen is something that's designed to obscure, to confuse, and to mislead. Yeah, to mess you up, to make you think something is there when it's really not there, or to make you ignore something that is there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wants to take what God intended for your good and convince you that it's for your bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many of us have been praying against stuff that God sent. Yeah, yeah. That went right over your head. That'll hit you by 4 o'clock this afternoon when you get home. Many of you are fasting and praying and asking God to deliver you from stuff that God sent your way. But I know it's the devil. I know I heard the voice change. Yeah, it was the devil, but God gave him permission to attack. Have you considered my servant Job? Uh, Satan said, yeah, I've considered Job, but you got a fence around him. You, you got a hedge around him. I can't get to him, God says. All right, I give you a little space. Go slip in the crack and do something because what you're trying to do for their evil, I have intended for their good. Yeah, Satan wants to convince you that your sickness is unto death. Yeah, yeah. He wants to convince you that your family will never get back together. He wants to convince you that you're going to stay broke, busted, and disgusted. He, he wants to tell you that you're going to stay depressed. He wants to tell you that you're not going to get any fulfillment in your mate. He wants to tell you that you're not going to move from the station you're in. He wants to tell you that it's not going to work. It's not going to get better. That it's going to always stay dog. That no daylight is coming. That it's always going to rain in your life. He's trying to get you to give your hope away. Can I say this? Satan cannot take nothing from you that you're not willing to give. And what he wants you to do is take your hope and give it away so you stand there hopeless. He wants to bury, bury your joy. He wants to kill your dreams. That's what his assignment is for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's trying to divide you. He's trying to hurt you. He's trying to kill you. I came to tell you that God has a better way. 
Yeah, it is what it is, but it's not what it looks like. Oh, wait a minute, Pastor. Hold on now. Come on now, Pastor. For real, for real, though. For real. For real. I'm facing my realities. It is what it is. I know you standing up there with the microphone, but right now I'm sitting in this chair broke. I know you saying my family going to get together, but right now we ain't. I know you saying there's a job waiting for me, but the last job I checked didn't hire me. I, I know, I know you saying it's gonna get better, but be, get better ain't nowhere near me right now. Feel more like get worse, and, and you know, uh, it feels like the bottom done fell out of you. Talking about there's hope and there's grace for my life. Co-pastor getting up there talking about she see money. I ain't seen none nowhere. I see somebody else getting it. It is what it is. I got to face my reality. I'm not living in no dream world. This stuff is real. This stuff hurts. This stuff that made me mad. This stuff made me want to whoop somebody's behind. This stuff is for real. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not trying to make light of your situation. I'm not trying to uh, 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 um, spray no fairy dust over you and make you walk out of here in no dream world thinking that that um, it's not really like it is. Yeah, you really hurt. Yeah, I'm walking right now, but my hip hurts. It sure does. It hurts, but I'm walking. And many of you, that's my reality. But but it is what it is. It's not. Uh, all right. Well, let's look at the text. In the text, David is seemingly has seemingly lost everything. David, the enemy has come into the camp and has killed the children in the camp and killed all of these men's wives and and, and those that they didn't kill, they took as hostages. And and so David now feels like he has lost everything. And now David goes and finds a place, a cave called Adullam. And, 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 and Adullam for David becomes a place of self-pity. Adullam for David becomes a place of depression. Adullam was intended to be a stronghold in David's life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, the enemy had placed Adullam there for David. I don't know who I'm talking to, but some of you are on your way or already in your cave of Adullam. You, you are, are, are in self-pity. You are mourning the loss of stuff that you don't know if you've lost or not. Oh, yeah. Some of y'all are crying about stuff that ain't even happened yet. Yeah, some of y'all hurting over some stuff that may happen or could happen. It ain't happened. Look at your neighbor and say, it ain't even happened yet. And the enemy wants to distort the battlefield of your mind. He wants to set up smoke screens in order for you to believe that the worst is yet to come. And he has planned for you to die in a doolum. I got to ask you, where is your doolum? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Is your doolum wrapped up in your failed relationship? 
There is your doulum. Is your doulum has been wrapped up into uh, people always saying no and never saying yes. Where is your doulum? Is your doulum that I'm too old to move forward? I'm too old to expand in my career. I'm too old to do the business that I should be doing. Uh, uh, where is your doulum? I got three things to tell you about uh, a doulum and a doulum like situations and then I'm going to sit down. The first thing that you got to realize is what's around you does not have to affect what's in you. Word of God says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If I can paraphrase, I say it like this, God in you is far superior than the world against you. The God in you is bigger than anything you got to fight. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the problem with the enemy is the enemy is only looking at what's coming at him. The enemy don't and can't see what's in what's coming at him. Enemy sees me walking, but the enemy don't see my pistol in my back. So originally, the enemy is disgusted at what God has put against him. Oh, y'all don't see it. Y'all don't see it. Goliath was disgusted at David because David wasn't a formidable foe for Goliath on onset until David pulled out some rocks. I don't know. Tell your neighbor you ain't pulled your rocks out yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get your junk ready for battle. I wish I had somebody in here that came to have some church. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to get ready to fight, but you got to walk up. You And you got the secret weapon because God is in you. Yet the enemy wants you to focus on how big your issue is and retreat to your adulam. I came to encourage somebody, Jamie, and tell you that God has access to adulam. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. God has a way of creeping in your adulam. I don't know who you, who you are. Anybody ever felt bad and felt depressed and got comfortable in your depression? And then your neighbor got something encouraging to say. And although you need to hear it, you don't want to hear it. Oh, let me see. Anybody ever lost a loved one? And you know how people try to come and tell you stuff to try to console you? And you know they right, but you really don't want to hear it? Even if they've also been through the same thing you going through, you really don't want to hear it yet, what they say. God has access to your adulum. I want to cry and God send somebody to tell you to dry your tears up. God has access to adulum. I want to fight and God tells you peace, be still. Ah, God has access to to your adulam. Well, why is it that we try to keep God out of our adulams? Because adulam gives us attention. Yeah. 
A doula gives us attention. As long as we can let people know we're in a doula, then people will always rub us on the back and tell us it's going to be all right and you okay today and everything's going to be fine and baby, I'm praying for you and is there anything you need me to do for you? And that's why you come to church with your face toe up. Because you want somebody to know you in a doula. We know you're there. Most of us in there with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to know what's going on in your life. The devil is trying to trick you to stay in a doom. That's number one. Number two, the second thing you need to know is what's around you will show you who is with you. You taking notes, number one is what's around you will won't affect what's in you. Number two, what's around you will show you who is with you. Yeah. God allows the enemies to push warriors together. I saw that when it went right over your head. Yeah, yeah. God will allow circumstances and situations in life to push people together that are warriors and don't realize it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you never knew you could pray until you had to pray with somebody who was getting ready to take their life. Who's ready to give up. You prayed your hardest for them. But while you were praying for them, there was a connection there. And they started praying for you. And you both now become prayer warriors because you have been pushed in a situation together. Together. Sometimes when you survey who you are with, it will show you what you got. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to understand, David now is in a cave. He went to be depressed. When his father and his brothers find out that he's going in a cave to be depressed, they call everybody who is depressed to come in there with him. It's 401 people in a cave. That's a mighty big cave. 401 people in a cave, all depressed. And so while David is in the middle of this cave, listening to everybody cry like him, Listen to everybody complain like him. Listen to everybody mourn like him. Everybody in the cave is hurt like them. But what David starts realizing is that everybody in the cave is also a warrior like him. You got to know who's in your cave with you. Oh, yeah, I can't let just everybody in my cave. I got to let somebody in my cave that can put their back up against mine and help me fight our way out of here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look at your neighbor and say, are you supposed to be in my cave? Because if you're not, you need to move on. That's why you better do a road check when you get to church every Sunday because sometimes you brought your cave with you and you need a praiser on your road to help you get out of your cave. And the worst thing you can do is park your cave beside somebody else whose cave is worse than yours. I need somebody to help me fight out of this. 
I don't know. I'm going to make you bother your neighbor today. Look at your neighbor and say, do you, can you fight? David did a survey of who's in my cave. David said, dry up your tears and tell me what you can do. And he runs up on a man named Adino. And Adino says, well, I was in battle and I killed 800 men by myself. In an encounter one time, David said, all right, I got you. Uh, 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 well, uh, hey, man, wipe your eyes. What, what you do? He says, I'm a master with a bow and arrow. I, I, and there's no greater man stronger than me with an arrow. What you do? I'm the master with a javelin. What you do? I'm a master with the sword. What you do? I can kill men with my bare hands. What do you and David started realizing that underneath the tears, there's some strength. I came to encourage somebody. You got something underneath your tears. You, you got some power underneath the crying. You got some power underneath the situation. Uh, look at somebody and say, I got power. God, I wish I could preach this like I feel it. You see, you got to understand that the only thing that's keeping you from victory is your hurt. David understood that everybody in the cave were warriors, but they couldn't fight because they were nursing their hurts. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And David knew that if I can get over this hurt, then I can get back in the fight. Oh, yeah, if I can put this hurt aside, then I can get my sword back up. If I can put this hurt aside, I can get my spear back up. I got to get back in the fight. So David says, I got to get this hurt away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I dare you by faith to just brush yourself off. Brush that hurt off. Brush that disappointment off. Brush those things off that's been bothering you, that's been holding you in your cave. Brush the hurt away so you can get back in the fight. I doubt somebody to shout, how? I'll tell you how. I'm glad you asked. The first thing you got to do in order to brush the hurt away and get over the hurt is you got to start rehearsing your victories. You got to know how you going to act when you come out. You got to know. But before you got to know how to act, you got to know that you coming out. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I came to tell you that you coming out of what you in. You, you coming out of your cave. You, you coming out of your distraction. You coming out. Look at somebody. I know. I look at about five people and tell them, baby, you coming out. Oh, yeah, 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 you coming out. I know it don't seem like it, but you coming out. I know you've been crying a long time, but you coming out. I know you've been waiting on that prophecy for 20 years, but it's about to come to pass. You coming out. 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 Psalms 37 and 18 says it like this. The Lord knows the days of the upright. And their inheritance shall be forever. 19 says that they shall not be ashamed in the evil time. And in the days of famine, they shall be 
satisfied. Oh, y'all, I wish y'all could really get that in the spirit. When everybody is going to be doing without, you're going to have more than what you need. Uh, yeah, yeah. God didn't say they'd get just enough. Satisfied means you full and got something left. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peter, I, 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 the devil has desired to sift you as sweet. But I prayed for you. I prayed for you that your joy might be complete and be full. Full means I'm satisfied. God wants to fill some of y'all up with joy. Well, you got joy overflowing, not not just enough joy to make it through the day, but joy that's overflowing, joy that's running over. Anybody needs some joy. I'll tell you if you need some joy to give God a praise right here, right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If that scripture wasn't familiar enough for you, I got another one. Uh, Psalm 37 says, I have been young. And now I'm old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. I ain't got to beg for nothing. I'm coming out of this. Now that I'm convinced that I'm coming out, it's just a matter of time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When you are assured that an event is going to happen, you don't even worry about the little events on the way. Anybody here ever got married? Anybody here ever planned a wedding? Okay. Anybody that's ever planned a wedding always has one thing in common, no matter what your colors are, no matter what time of year, what time of day, what day of the week it is. They everybody, every woman that I've ever talked to who has ever planned a wedding all got one thing in common. Something or somebody gonna cut the food. Something or somebody gonna mess up. The one that said they were going to be there and help you don't show up. The one that went with you to get the dresses is the last one to get the dresses. Oh, y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's easy if you get caught up in that little stuff that you can get discouraged. But one thing is for sure. I'm going to get married. <laughs> Whether you there or not. So even though you go through the frustrations through the planning of the wedding, you are assured of the date of the wedding. So you don't sweat the small stuff because you know it's going to happen. Oh yeah, that's all I'm trying to tell you in the spirit realm. Don't, don't sweat the small stuff because you are coming out. Don't worry about the little stuff that's been pricking at you on your way out. Just know you're on your way out. Oh, oh yeah. I wish I was with somebody that got that because if you really got it, you probably would have fell out the floor by now. I'm being stuck, but I'm being stuck as I'm going. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would rather for you to stick me in my back. The reason that I would rather you stick me in my back because you got to follow me to stick me. I'm 
not going to you, you got to follow me, which means the faster I run, the faster you got to run, and the quicker I'm going to come out. God, I wish I could preach this like I feel it. When you are in your cave, when you are in your cave, you got to know that whatever's going on around you does not affect what's in you. Number two, what's going on around you will show you who's with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and what's going on around you will also show you who's for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. David now and his men are in the cave. They, they have determined that we got some mighty warriors in this cave with us. We got some fighters in this cave with us. And so now I got warriors. All I need is a general. And they elect to follow David. Oh, y'all, I don't know who I'm talking to, but there are some people around you that see more in you than you see in yourself. You're looking for somebody to follow when God's calling you to lead. You're standing still looking for a captain and God has already dubbed you the captain. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Why are you trying to look at somebody else's business plan to run your business? God told you to come up with your own and run. Oh, y'all, I don't know who I'm talking to in this room. But you feeling like I ain't got it. I can't do it. I'm, I'm a failure. And God said, I got them looking at you. But God, but God, but God, why me? Because I'm in the same predicament they in. I'm in the same boat they in. I'm in the same cave they in. But God has placed something in you that is destined to lead others like you. So you got to know, well, 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 pastor, pastor, why is it that these men saw something in David? They all were mighty men. They all were great men. Why did they look to David? They looked to David because of his connection with God. Before David was a warrior, David was a psalmist. Before David could fight, David knew how to worship. And these men recognized that David had two W's in his life. He was a warrior, but he was a worshiper. And because of his worship, they trusted his warfare. Oh, y'all don't hear me. That's why we try to tell you to lift your hands and open your mouth and give God glory. And don't sit and watch the praise team, but be a participator in the worship of God. Because based on your worship, there goes your warfare. If you're not a worshiper, you can't be a warrior. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you can't praise God, you can't fight. <laughs> oh, you need Bible for that. I got it for you. When God says the battle is not yours but the Lord's, and he says, now, get your worship battle gear on. Get your tambourine. Get your hymn book. Get your song and go to the battle and worship me all the way to the battle. And you're going to see me fight the battle because you worship. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have to know 
who, who's for us. So Romans 8 and 28, a very familiar text of Scripture says, And we know that all things work together for good and to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. But I skipped over uh, 29 and 30 and jumped my Mary to 31, and it says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Yeah, yeah, that's New King James. If you look in King James, it says, If God be for us, who can be against us? Now, it's a play on words, but let me play a minute. Uh, in this particular text, it says, if God is in our corner, if God is in agreement with us, then nothing can stand against us. But if you look at the text, King James text, and play on the words, if God be for us. In other words, God will step out ahead of us and be the buffer, be the bulwark, be the wall that protects us from us, protects us from the enemy. If God steps ahead of us, wait, 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 but, but pastor, how can that theologically make sense? Well, the Bible says that God inhabits the praise of his, his people, right? Uh, uh, do y'all agree with me that Jesus is king? Jesus is Lord. Whenever, when have you ever seen a king follow his subjects? The king always leads his subjects. And in order to, lead, order to get God to lead you, you got to push him. Oh, oh magnify to make large the Lord with me. And let us say, you push when you worship God, you push him. And because he's the king, he has to do kingly stuff. Oh. If you make me feel like Big Daddy, I'm going to act like Big Daddy. If you make me feel like Big Baller Shot Caller, I'm going to be reaching in my pocket. What you need, baby? I got you. I got you, baby. What is it? What you need from me? Daddy got you, baby. You ain't got to worry about nothing. And all you do when you worship God is make him the Big Baller. And when you make me feel like a king, I'm going to act like a king. And a king always steps out. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, God, I ask you to preach so you make yourself happy, but you sure making me happy right here. Yeah, the king steps out in front of his people. Uh, yeah. So you got to know that you're coming out. And you got to know how to act when you come out. Oh, yeah. That's why I, I ask y'all to dance in the middle of your dilemma. Because all you're doing is practicing how you're going to do when you come out, when victory come. As a matter of fact, you bring victory on faster when you dancing in the middle of your dilemma. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Lord have mercy. Yeah, yeah. So we find David now in a cave with some men who have now dried their tears. They have now determined what their skill sets are. And now have started to organize. What did I tell you that the enemy's greatest strategy was? Organization, Organization and 
unification. So what has happened in a cave designed for distress has become a planning ground for organization. Because now as David determines now who is good at what, he starts placing them in the areas that they will be most effective. When they go into the cave, they were 401 separate men. But when they come out of the cave, they are called David's mighty men of valor because they are not only now organized, but they are now unified. And so they step out with the same strategy that the enemy tried to attack them. Oh, y'all. The enemy meant to distract them for evil, but the distraction taught them how to be good. Yeah, so now David is awaiting orders from God. He says, I got an army now. And in the middle of my army, I, I, I got all of these mighty men. And I'm ready to go take back what the enemy stole from me. But God, I need to understand what my battle orders are now. And God sends a prophet to him. I, I can show you in the word, 1 Samuel 22 and 5, says, now the prophet Gad came to David. And he gave him this word that I'm going to leave with you and then I'm going to go and sit down. He says, do not stay in the stronghold. Depart and go to the land of Judah. And for those of you that are not up on your terminology, Judah is translated as praise. In other words, the word of the Lord for David and his men were come out of the cave and start giving me praise. And in the midst of the praise, the warfare will start. That's all I came to tell y'all. Come out of the cave and go to Judah. You see, I ain't got no voice, so I can't do much with this. But I dare you to get up and help me preach for a minute. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but I'm coming out of this cave. But I'm coming out with my hands up. Yeah, I'm not coming out depressed. In fact, I went in depressed. I'm coming out with my hands up. But this is not a hand of surrender. This is a hand of praise and thanksgiving. Yeah, yes. I'm on my way. I'm on my way home. But the last thing that I came to tell you is if you want to get out of your cave, exit with a praise. Yeah, yeah. If you believe it, shout it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.